1: Another white privileged man, stop it. Don't. It It happened. Oh,
2: no, 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 no,
1: no. Nonsense. uh, You know, the the Dynasty League, I had the very first pick. And so I took CMC. And after one year, I was like, woohoo.
2: Yeah. But ever since then,
1: you know, it's been like, you know, stepping on landmines.
3: Let's go. Good morning for a lot of us greatest day of the year it's probably the biggest draft day in my opinion that we're going to see a lot of home leagues draft and say i'm already seeing it all over twitter everyone's saying home league today home league today it's my home league draft tonight so i'm excited i literally view it as one of the greatest days of the year i, I get ex- like hard to sleep the night before it's just a great time because look for me fancy football obviously it's about winning but damn it i just love getting together with all my friends and having a good time on draft day so i'm pumped i know these two guys are pumped i got to get Kevin off mute here because for some reason we could still hear him talking during the intro and I don't know why that was, but uh, we'll start with Kevin. Kevin, welcome to draft day. What's going on? You're good now. You can talk.
1: Well, you know, as <laughs> as you said, Andrew, this is awesome that it's, uh, you know, it's draft day and, and and as you mentioned, it's like Christmas day right here. And so, uh, as a matter of fact, my draft is tonight at 6 p.m. local time. And go. so, uh, I'm I'm all uh, excited. Yeah. You know, I'm looking forward to it, ready to get into it. Not too excited that I have the number five draft pick, but uh, you know I'll make the best of it, and uh, we'll just see where things go from here. I'm very, very excited. Let's do this.
3: Yeah, I have the number three draft pick tonight. So, uh, and it sounds like, given the the time difference, the two of us might be drafting at similar times. So maybe we'll have to be going back and forth. Uh, sharing our picks with each other out in the public. Uh, but, Chase, are, do, Maybe are you drafting so today? In, it's in it
1: interesting because I got my uh, baseball show almost at the same time, so I'm going to be doing double duty tonight trying to <laughs> yeah, figure out who cool. I'm going to draft while paying attention to my So I own show at see.
3: the same time. So. so if you're watching the baseball show, get used to seeing a lot of the top of Kevin's head because he's going to be looking down <laughs> yeah. at his draft a lot.
1: That's right. You'll <laughs> see a lot of this going on right here. So yeah, just, exactly. just be aware of that. <laughs> Well, Chase, are you are you
3: drafting today or in the next couple of days? Do you, you have uh, a home league that's already drafted, or what's going on with you?
2: So yeah, so we're not joining you from the Mont Bailey Basement Bar this weekend. Uh, joining you from a hotel room in Appleton, Wisconsin, right now because yeah, I'm I'm in town for my home league draft. So oh, this huh? is our annual college buddies, you know, buffoonery weekend, and uh, we act, we always uh, draft on Labor Day Monday, yep. so ours will be tomorrow uh at 12 30 local time here so everybody's starting to file into town shuffle into town we got a guy coming in from las vegas area who lives out there now who's coming back for it and of course uh, we've got minnesota and all over the state here in wisconsin so yeah we're we're in town for the for the draft looking forward to it again this is my home league this is my guys you know these are the guys i love i've known you know, most of my life by this point, this is the league I've been in for, you know, 20 plus years. And um, so we're looking forward to it, like always, everybody should be. But, uh, yeah, it's a great weekend. Great weekend for it.
3: Well, and that's the thing, like, you know, we could, we can be in league with other experts. We can be in leagues chat like Scott Fishbowl and whatnot, where people would think, oh, those must be the leagues you want to win. No, no, no. I still want to win my home league more than anything else. Cause I want that bragging rights over my buddies. I want, I want right. the fun of, of rubbing it in their that's face right. for a year like that's So the home league will always matter more than anything else, as far as what I want to win the most. So uh, right. we got to love the home league. So uh, but look, that's going to get us. We're going to give you some last minute draft advice. Cause like we said, a lot of people are drafting this afternoon, this evening. Uh, so if you're tuning in and you're drafting today, um, make sure to to keep listening here on YouTube, here on Twitter, uh, and we're going to bring you the best we can for some maybe uh, late late draft targets, some some guys that were going untalked about, some guys that might be overrated here. So we're just going to run through some uh, kind of a, a myriad of uh, of things here. Uh, so let's get it. I'm going to get us kicked off started here because there's one offense that. Well, actually, know I'm going to start us on another point. I just changed my mind right now because um, the Bills actually released <laughs> there. Uh, Their week one death chart this morning. I don't know if you guys caught that. It just came out on Twitter a little bit ago. Um, So the death charts release. uh, They have Gabriel Davis at this top with Stefan Diggs. We both knew that they were going to be starting there. Isaiah McKenzie did beat out Jamison Crowder uh, for that starting slot receiver role from the looks of the paper. Uh, which tells me it looks like he's probably good for week one. We still kind of need to see him in a full practice to make sure his availability is going to be all set. But Isaiah McKenzie is someone who's been going largely undrafted in most redraft drafts. And to be the starting slot receiver on a team like the Buffalo Bills, that seems like the value is amazing, even if you reach for him like two rounds before the end of the draft. Are you guys on the same page that Isaiah McKenzie is now solidified on your draft board as someone you're targeting late?
2: You know, I'll, okay, I, well, I'll go first. No, actually, he's not, <laughs> not, not, from, not from my standpoint. I'm just, I'm not all that excited about him. Now, I am, I'm all for anybody getting a piece of the Buffalo Bill offense, however you can, right? Uh, I've been a lot higher on Devin Singletary out of their backfield than I think a lot of people are. I'm yeah, not convinced that's consistent. that consistent. going to be the, you know, the second coming of Ladanian Tomlinson or whatever everybody wants to make him out to be. Um I think he's going to get run. Yeah. Um, as far as McKenzie, like you said, we're still waiting to see, is he truly healthy? Uh, if he's healthy and he's on the field, great. He's going to, he's going to play that slot role. He's going to be fine. Um, uh, I still like Jamison Crowder. I think Jamison Crowder is a, is a good underrated player. I think they brought him in for a reason. I think if nothing else, McKenzie can learn from Crowder because Crowder has had, has been that successful receiver before. Um, I am very, very interested in Diggs. I'm very, very interested in Gabe Davis. I have Gabe Davis higher than most people do, I think, on my board. Uh, But, I mean, McKenzie, he's somebody that I would take if he was there and if I needed the depth at receiver. Or if you're in a particularly deep league, if you're in, say, a 16-team league, he's definitely somebody that should be on rosters. He's not necessarily somebody I'm targeting late, though.
3: See, I think think he does have a place on 12-team leagues as well. Um, and maybe that's because I'm a little bit further down on Gabriel Davis than a lot of people. I don't. It's not, and that's not that I think Gabriel Davis. Is, I think he's going to have a bad year. I think he is going to have a good year. It's just he's been flying up the ADP all summer, and he, it, it hasn't really stopped. He's continuing to to kind of move up the ADP board, and I'm not willing to pay that price. for him. I'd rather have Diggs in the first round or first or second round, depending on the format of scoring, than. Than trying to get Dave, Gabriel Davis in, like, I don't know, the third or fourth round, wherever his ADP is at now. I, I would rather get Isaiah McKenzie later on because I think his value, he's going to, you know, if you, you get him in, you know, say, like the 15th round of your draft and he shows up to be a, a wide receiver three or a flex wide receiver, like that's a no brainer to me. Like, that's a position I would need on my team. Kevin, are you in the same boat as me or are you a little bit more on Chase's side of thinking yep. that you, yep. you're just not really looking at him? Well, the only thing that gives me
1: pause when it comes to McKenzie, is I'm looking at it right now. He's got that questionable mm-hmm. spot by his name. If he clears that, the if you're playing for the Buffalo Bills, then that gives you run. And uh, they're playing the Rams, and I'm looking at this, and you know, all the leagues I'm in are points leagues. I don't know about anybody else, but uh, he's projected to get 9.7 points against a tough Rams defense. If that's... What he's going to do against the Rams, and and I like what uh, he could do the rest of the way.
3: And that's his and projection so a questionable uh,
1: tag if uh, if he's healthy, he's the guy that I could definitely see targeting later on in the draft because Buffalo, they're going to throw the ball. We know that, mm-hmm. and uh, and if he's the slot receiver, they're going to play a lot of three wide receiver sets up there. So I I really like what I'm as long as that questionable goes away, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm on him.
3: Well, and, and yeah, McKenzie- I, guess,
2: I, I guess I just, I'm not in on him. I'm not out on him from the standpoint. Of, like I said, I will, I would take him. I would, I would take him and I'd be, I'd be happy with that, but I just look at it as, you know, if he's going to be, if he's going to be the Cole Beasley on this team, I, Cole Beasley was never somebody, whether he played in Dallas or in Buffalo, Cole Beasley was never somebody that I found myself, as you put it, targeting. And that's my only thing about it. I'm, I want shares of this Buffalo offense wherever I can get them. Uh, but I think that now now that they've given up on, on you know, the Emmanuel Sanders thing and Gabe Davis is going to have that number two locked down, I think his targets are going to explode. I think that if, you know, if, if Isaiah McKenzie can get Cole Beasley's exact targets from last year, great. You know, so he, he scores you, you know, he scores pretty well then. And he, he gives you a hundred and 140 points, which is fine. That's just not somebody that I want to target necessarily, because I think he's still, even on a great offense, he's still a number three receiver on that offense. And I think the number the, the top two options are going to explode. And in the red zone that he's going to have, he's going to have more competition. He's about my height. He's, like 3 foot 8. He's not a very big player, so he's not it's not like in the red zone they're <laughs> going to be tossing balls up him to him fades in the back corner. They're going to be looking at Dawson Knox, they're going to be looking at Stefan Diggs and and Gabe Davis. They're going to be looking to try and get, you know, Devin Singletary and James Cook in the mix. Uh so I he's not somebody I'm targeting and that's that's where I'm leaving that. And and
3: and if you're watching Chase felt so thought, uh so strongly about that take. He almost took his whole camera down. Um but but look, the way I view McKenzie is I think he's <laughs> he's going to be – you're right. He's not going to be your red zone touchdown target. I fully agree with that. But I think he's going to be a possession type of receiver for them to where he's going to have a safe flex floor for you to fill in for an injury or a bye week or whatever to where you're not going to have to worry about trying to scramble on the waiver wires. If you have, and that's what I like about those late round picks for me. I like to be able to take as much of the question out of my week-to-week operations for my fantasy team and really be able to focus my waiver-wire targets more so on. I'm looking for a diamond in the rough that could explode at some point, and if I'm starting to see that guy that I picked up two weeks ago not heading in that direction, I'm going to drop him and try someone else out. But I want my late-round picks to be people that I can count on to fill in when I need. And, and for,
2: for me, that might be McKenzie. Um, so would you So would you guys that are going around his ADP right now – Mm-hmm. Would you rather have McKenzie for that, or would you rather take a shot on a guy like Josh Palmer late from the Chargers, who's in an equally high powered offense, mm-hmm. but is going to be Keenan Allen or is going to be Mike Williams if either of them goes down? And even if he's not, he's still the number three in that offense.
3: Well, and that's a fair point, because he's he's got more of the size and comparison. So I get what you're getting at there. He I would, would I would, rather would jump into more and then, and then that's a fair point because he would take more more on that direct role. Like I I do believe that Isaiah McKenzie because he's going to be in that slot role. He's even if Davis or Diggs gets hurt, he's not going to change his role. He's still going to be the slot guy. Someone else will jump right. into their role. But in that in the Bills case, I think Allen is comfortable with McKenzie to where we would still see if there was an injury to the top two guys, his role would stay the same. But I think his possessions would go up. I think his touches would go up. His touchdowns might not change. But even more so, it would still just raise his safety floor, which is still what I'm looking for from a bench guy. So I guess it would depend. So for me, if my wide receiver depth at the time of that area of the draft is shaky, then, yeah, I'm going to probably lean more towards a Josh Josh Palmer because I'm going to need someone who can hit a ceiling potentially for me. But if I'm pretty if I'm pretty happy with my starting wide receivers and I'm happy with the depth, then yeah, I'm gonna take a safety guy that I can slide in if needed, like Isaiah McKenzie, because i I'm, I feel good about everything. And speaking of and you brought up a good you know, third, fourth wide receiver. Speaking of a guy who uh did make a move this week and for me is still absolutely irrelevant in fantasy, but I feel like we're gonna talk about him because he's been a hot topic this week. Jalen Rieger getting traded to Minnesota changes nothing for me. He, he's still going to be irrelevant. He it was probably the worst situation for him to get traded out of, Uh and it's not that he's it's not that he's not a talented wide receiver. I do think he has a hands problem, Um, but it's, just, it's nothing changes for him. He's going to be the number four in Minnesota on a better offense, sure, but he's still the number four, and, and I think Dalvin Cook out t- out targets yeah. him like it's just. when then so where do you guys stand on? Read? I'm pretty sure I know hey. where, but. Let's just make it clear to the public.
1: (laughs) Well, when you talk about a a wide receiver that has not lived up to anything, Jalen Rigger, it's got to be a poster for him because he – everybody thought he was going to be a good player up there in Philadelphia. It just didn't happen. And maybe going to to Minnesota will give him some greener pastures, so to speak. But uh, as you said, there's there's no place – on on a roster, if you're in a normal league that's twelve or so, number four wide receivers have no place on a roster no. like that. And uh even if you're in a larger league, I I, I just can't see it happening I was just going to so, say uh, I'm not sure he's you know, on my roster. To Ruger, you know, I'll shout out to you, but you know, you keep on rolling past my fantasy team because it's not happening
3: here. Yeah, enjoy the nothingness that is Minnesota. Um, <laughs> yeah, <you
2: know. laughs> yeah, now listen, I'm just
3: That's saying he's, he go- he's going from though. bustling Philadelphia to you know Minnesota, where it's only going to get colder for him, and it's all. It's, I mean, they play indoors, but I'm just right. saying in general, he's, like he's at least they play indoors to, in Minnesota, so I guess he's not going, going to.
2: He's not going to greener pastures than than <laughs> Philadelphia Eagle Green. He's going to. <laughs> purple pastures where, yeah, he's going to be at best the sixth option probably in that offense. He's going to be definitely behind.
0: Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.
2: Uh, even on the depth chart, obviously, he's behind Jefferson, maybe the best receiver in football, mm-hmm. Phelan, uh, who is yeah. really underrated <laughs> he, right now. He's 300 spots behind Jefferson. Irv Smith is going to be healthy, and if Irv Smith is healthy, he's he's a better option than, than Jalen
3: Ruger. I 100% Rager. agree. If he stays healthy, he's going to be a relevant tight end, and he will out-target Jalen Ruger.
2: Yes, and 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 Dalvin Cook should be. should he, Dalvin Cook should be ahead of of – no, probably ninety percent of the receivers in this in in this yep. league,
3: and that's why I have Cook rated so high in my rankings above some other guys. He's my oh, number then, three running back this year.
2: This is this is a good a good time to bring up that point that about. Just because a guy moved teams, just because right now he's in the news. Okay, he's in the news, so he's in front of us. But you don't want to jump on that like it means the world. Mm. If he moved, it's because the team that he's been on, the team that knows him better than anybody else, didn't see a place for him and didn't think that they were going to suffer by not having that guy. One of my biggest cases in point is actually just plays for the team we were just talking about, or played for the team that we were just talking about, Uh, O.J. Howard. Yes. Now, when when they signed OJ Howard up in Buffalo, I was one of the people that if I had room up for him on my Dynasty rosters, I was jumping around and saying, "Okay, yeah, I'll pick if he's on a waiver wire, yeah, I'll grab him." Sure. Because it was worth a shot. Dawson Knox doesn't get a ton of volume for well, all,
3: especially the especially the tight end position. Anybody has a yeah. shot,
2: right? <laughs> uh, and and we know OJ Howard yeah, right.
3: is you know
2: athletic, and he had, had a ton of, <laughs> of he had a ton of of hype, uh, you know, in Tampa, but they let him go. So now they sign him in in Houston, and everybody's like, oh, oh, look at this. He's in in Houston. Yeah, Houston has different options, too. They've already named Pharaoh Brown their starter. They've got Brevin Jordan, who I like as breakout candidate. I like
3: Brevin Jordan over Pharaoh Brown, honestly.
2: Uh, (laughs) Pharoah Brown might get the first snap of the game.
3: Exactly. They're
2: probably going to run the ball on first down the first snap of the game. Brevin Jordan's going to catch their passes. I think 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 we know what Pharaoh Brown is at this point. I think Howard gets some run down there, but that's a gigantic red herring to try and think that all of a sudden, because OJ Howard got signed right away by somebody that he's going to, I mean, he visited with the Bengals too, and they passed on it for Devin Devin
3: Asiasi. I was just going to bring that up. Devin Asiasi got signed right away too, to a team that passed on OJ Howard. So just because he got signed right away just means a, a team saw value at their to have you as depth doesn't right? mean they're going to shuffle you in to be a starter and be relevant. in their are Sony Michelle
2: game. signed with, with the, with the chargers. That doesn't mean that he's going to take shares from Austin Eckler. It doesn't no. mean Isaiah Spiller <laughs> has lost his spot. No, it doesn't no, even no. mean that Josh Kelly lost his spot. <laughs> no, It so, just no, means no. that he's on the roster. And yeah. I heard that no about depth option. So, so here's,
1: here's how I've used it. I heard that about Sony Michelle myself. And I was like, take him. Take them. Somebody wants them, so, take them.
3: Yeah, Bye. so so here's how I – just because – and only because you brought him up, because I do want to get to our, our Manscaped break, and I want to get to the announcement of our uh, the winner of our signed Devin Smith yeah. jersey. But real fast on Sony Smith, I do want to say you're right. He's not there to take touches away from Eckler, and he's not there to, to change Isaiah Spiller's role. That said, I do think that if Eckler were to go down, Spiller just – I think that what they do is they move into more of a traditional kind of role of Michelle – moves in in the quote-unquote Eckler role, but without the catches. They would move to more of an offense where they're using Michelle as more of a uh, traditional running back. And then Spiller, if anything, gets more – is in there for the pass and down plays, and he keeps his role, but a a slightly higher, more usage uh, role. So Sony Michelle is there to spell Eckler if Eckler is hurt, and that's all that is.
2: It's almost what happened across – well, it's almost what happened across the stadium last year when he was with the Rams. Mm -hmm. You know – Michelle, Michelle's capable. He's a capable back. I actually put a sure. joke out on Twitter this week. He, he looks like he might be carving out a role as the the Ryan Fitzpatrick of, of running backs. You know, just that it's starting to get that goal, way. <laughs> go somewhere because you know he can start if you need him to, and then okay, well let somebody else have him next year. Yeah, but um, you know, the, yeah, the the point is, I agree with you completely. I think that if if Eckler goes down, I th- I don't think Spiller's role changes all that much. I think mm-hmm. Michelle then when he's ready, when he knows the offense jumps, jumps into that position Agreed. until Eckler's back. But yeah, the, yeah. The, the larger point though, is don't overreact to that. Sony Michelle isn't magically a sixth round pick because he got picked up by the, by the chargers. I know that he, he went in other drafts when he was That's right. 38 other running backs in Miami, because he's, he's a good player. He is a good player. And he's a legitimate player in his league. But he's not somebody that you need to jump all over the news that he switched teams on. This isn't Devontae Adams switching teams this offseason. This is guys who were let go in some way, shape, or form. They were turned loose from the team that knew them better than anyone else. That should speak to you as a fantasy owner. So don't overreact to the news just because it's in front of you.
1: And you never want to make a move. On the idea that someone is going to get her at some point, right. to me, I, I, I'm not going to be, you know, planning on that because if you, you know, then you do that, you're like, oh, please, Eckler get her or whatever. No, <laughs> and so uh, if there's a player that I think that might be higher up on somebody's draft board than that, that's where I'm going to go, and right. so uh, we can talk about. You know, you having your uh, what do you call those the guy the handcuffs and yes, and all no, that no, sort of thing. No, I'm not big on, a, on on that at all. I'd rather take somebody that is potentially in somebody's starting lineup than looking for, at handcuffs. For That's Michelle the specifically,
2: right now. For Michelle specifically, right now, I don't have a problem if you are an Eckler owner and you if you're into the handcuff philosophy. I'm not I'm not always, but if you do want to have that insurance policy. I think Michelle is worth taking as an Eckler owner. I think he's worth taking later on in drafts. I'm yeah. not going to take him for any kind of standalone value just yet. No.
3: Yep. Nope. I think we're, I think we're on the same page. Uh, so before we get to our manscaped dad, I do want to announce, we do have the Devin Smith uh, throwback Denver Broncos jersey that we've been giving out this week uh, based on comments on both uh, the Sunday show last week and the Tuesday show this past week. Uh, and very happy to announce that the winner is Mr. <clears throat> Mr. Ken Underwood uh, from a YouTube comment. So, congratulations, Ken. Uh, I'll be reaching out to you. I'll get your contact information. We'll get this shipped out to you. And congratulations on this signed throwback, Devin Smith. Yeah, uh, congratulations. I would like to have that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, you didn't yeah. qualify, Kevin, even though you were all over the comments trying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, But that's going to bring us to our first break. We're going to hear from Dan Maynard uh, from one of our longest sponsors here, Manscaped. So stick around with us when we come back. We're going to talk some more teams. I do want to get us actually back to the Vikings when we come back because I think there's more to talk about. Chase kind of alluded to it, and I think there's some value to be had with the Vikings offense. So stick around. We'll be right back after this break.
4: Fellas, the fantasy football draft season is right around the corner. CeeDee Lamb is good, but have you seen these beautiful balls? It's time to get your snake looking right for this snake draft with sponsors of today's show, Manscape. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have created a championship lineup with the Performance Package 4.0. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold all your goodies. Tom Brady didn't come out of retirement for you to have hairy balls. So slot it at the quarterback and get twenty percent off and free shipping when you use the promo code BellyUpFantasy at manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off and free shipping when you use the promo code BellyUpFantasy at manscaped.com. It's time to put the PP back in a PPR league.
3: All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna take down the the wall here for a second because I just noticed something while that ad was going on. Chase, are you going uh, crisscross applesauce on us for this broadcast? <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. Yeah, <laughs> we go dedication, dedication right there. I gotta love it, Chase. Um, but look, yeah, I alluded to, and you alluded to it earlier. I do want to talk with the Minnesota Vikings because this is an offense that um, I'm, I'm, I'm straight up targeting all around because I think it's an offense that's going to exceed expectations. Uh, I like the value you can get Kirk Cousins at. And, look, we all know Justin Jefferson. He's, you know, in most formats, he's a first-round wide receiver, uh, potentially going to be the the number one wide receiver this year. We'll see between him and Cup.
1: He's um, going to be number like- five to me tonight, okay? That's my prediction.
3: Okay. Well, there we go. You heard it here first. Uh, so, But, look, because of that, I do like Kirk Cousins. And let's
1: like necklers Kirk- there, then. Justin Jefferson, number five, all right? They should
2: oh, both be go. gone. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be, that would be great. And
3: so, but because of that, because of the the, they've talk, been very open about trying to get get Dalvin Cook more involved in the passing game. You know, Kirk Cousins' value is great, but Adam Thielen, and you mentioned him earlier, Chase. He's not getting enough respect in my opinion. I'm gonna quickly. I should have had this ready. He, I apologize. I don't. He is. I he's invisible. His, I want to look up his current ADP and look. I know he's getting older. I know he had, you know, injury. I'm trying of look that up as well. And obviously, and obviously, Justin Jefferson taking um, taking over the lead role there is. He he's gonna get the majority of the targets, but Thielen I think can still, from a fantasy perspective, um, t- you know, be a serviceable wide receiver three and the value that you can get him at. Um, I silly went to depth chart instead of ADP, which is just ridiculous of me right now but in ppr he is currently as i try to fill time here talking he's going as uh the wide receiver 29 overall 70th pick yep i love that he's going around the same in person so he's going around the same time as darnell mooney uh and amari cooper i would much rather have Thielen over both of those guys um (laughs) jerry judy cooper and him don't belong in the same sentence exactly i'd much rather have that now look he is right behind marquise brown uh, and Allen Robinson, who are two guys that I would take over Thielen. I think that's right. Well, we're, uh, yeah, we we could argue that a little bit but yeah. Well, maybe we will. We'll see but but just, a, just I'm given trying to give the last game Juju Smith-Schuster is also 2 ADP. Smith-Schuster
2: is somebody I would take in front of him but
3: and that- and, that, and I was just going to make that same point I would actually move uh JJ uh Juju JJ Juju uh up above Thielen as well there but I think Do-do. that 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 value right now for Thielen I think is it's just too good to pass up on what that offense is going to be like. Sure. Dalvin cook is going to have running game as well, but I think that offense is just going to throw the ball all over the place. And, and cook is going to be a beneficiary of that feeling. Uh, I know people are are high on KJ Osborne. That might just not be enough to go around to make him more than a flex guy. Um, but yeah, I love Thielen. It seems like you guys mostly agree, but so where are you guys at of Thielen as current ADP as overall 70th and wide receiver 29?
2: If he's healthy this year, I mean he, you know, he missed a few games last Long year. Left? If he's healthy this year, I still like him as a he's a wide receiver two on his team, but he's a wide receiver mm-hmm. two on a team that's going to pass the ball all over the place. Remember, Great. this is not even They were a great passing team last year, and this is not necessarily last year's Minnesota Vikings offense. This Mm -hmm. is going to be closer to and more akin to last year's Rams offense. Uh, That's the scheme they're running. Now it's not a totally different scheme than what they had run in the past. It's in the same family tree of coordinators and schemes, but you know, we've seen that number two receiver on the Rams has always had great value. Thielen's been the number two receiver on his own team now for a couple of years, and he still has had great value. Mm -hmm. And even missing four games last year, he scored 200 points in in PPR. Uh, I have him still as a low end wide receiver two period. Uh, My initial rankings, I had him that i I still think yeah, if he's falling that far down, if you can get him like that in the eighth round, ninth round, mm-hmm. uh, and if if you can snag him and say your wide receiver three,
3: Oh that's that and that's exactly in my in my mocks that's where <laughs> oh, I've been able to grab him and I have been so satisfied with having him as no, my wide receiver. Jump player.
2: on that. Jump on that. Let other guys deal with Darnell Mooney trying to catch passes Exactly. exactly. behind a garbage offensive line.
3: I have no interest in Darnell and, Mooney. And, and right. If, yeah, if yeah. coach
2: staff, they don't know what they're doing yet. Um you know I I do like guys like Smith Schuster. I do like guys mm-hmm. like uh you know like he said, "Brown, I kind of like. Uh, Bateman is going down there in that range as well. Mm. Let let other people try and worry about you know the Bears. Bateman, offense. no,
1: come break. on. If you take I Bateman, just, you should stop playing fantasy football this minute.
2: Grab Adam Thielen if you got a chance to get him that low because you're going to be he's he's, he's going to pay off. He's going to pay off. Yeah, but I, I
3: definitely agree. Uh, Thielen for me, I, I I totally man.
1: agree with all of that." Yeah, the only thing that would give me pause is I just mentioned a moment ago. If I took Justin Jefferson as an over over uh, number five pick, then I'm not going to be doing that later on in the draft. I'm not going to have two like receivers. On my, on my, on my, well, now that, know, that makes that team. makes sense. No,
2: I I don't like yeah. double up. On so guys if, either,
1: if, but, if that yeah. doesn't happen though, if I don't get Justin Jefferson, I would be all in in every way on Adam Thielen, was, I think that's a tremendous value right mm-hmm. there. And uh, so, yeah. Sign when me he- if I don't get Justin Jefferson. If I luck out and take Eckler at number five, let's say, then then Adam Thielen, you you better get ready to come on Team Wilson because that's when Adam happen.
2: Thielen was healthy last year. He scored fifth over fifteen fantasy points a game. You know who mm-hmm. else scored over fifteen fantasy points a game? Hunter Renfro, who finishes wide receiver eleven, T. Higgins, who people are taking as a as a number one wide receiver, very high. Uh, yeah. Jalen Waddle and Mike Williams both scored that. If you like Mike Williams, Jalen Waddle, Hunter Renfro, th- th- he's that's who you're getting with Adam Thielen, but you're getting him rounds and rounds and rounds later. Well, well especially uh, now, those – that's giant value there.
3: Well, and those are great examples because those are also very similar Absolutely. situations I'm, to where I'm now all Renfro-
1: down for that value right there.
3: Well, yeah, and now Renfro, like you just said, so if you like Renfro, especially in this current situation, Renfro is now the number two behind Devontae Adams, which Waddle you know, is now the number I two behind about Renfro,
1: Hill. what a couple weeks ago, yeah, and I am yeah. into Renfro, but uh, if Thielen's there, then Renfro, you, 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 know, you need to stay on the corner because that's not going to happen.
3: Yeah. Well, and Waddle's number two behind Hill and Williams is obviously number two behind yeah, Allen. And I, like, I would so take
1: this, him absolutely
3: over Waddle. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we're on a delay here. Uh, it, it's, and, uh, <laughs> so the situations are very similar. If you like those guys, there's no reason why, in my opinion, I agree with you. You shouldn't like Adam Thielen because the, all of them are just as injury prone as Adam Thielen is at this point when we're talking number two wide receivers on the team. Um, So, yeah, that's where I stand on there. Who are some guys you want to bring up that you're either seeing as great values that people should be targeting in these redraft drafts or someone that is going just way too high that you really want to put out there to steer people away from and ignore unless they drop to a a place where their value is worth it?
0: The Well, well,
2: go
1: ahead. well, there's one player that I thought was interesting that signed with the Tennessee Titans the other day, and that's Josh Gordon. And so, uh, not that I'm saying go out and get Josh Gordon, but that gives me some pause, just how good these wide receivers are for Tennessee. And uh, if they're bringing him in. And so... Uh, you might want to do some real research on Braylon and, and 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 all that and Woods and stuff like that. So that, that gives me some pause on Tennessee wide receivers, just them signing him.
3: No, that's a good point. And and I do think it's probably a depth shot in the dark situation because I I think they're admitting that they know Robert Woods injuries pat you know his past injury history. Uh, I think they are seeing the writing on the wall that maybe Traylon Burks is not necessarily ready to be the role that they thought he would be ready to Burke, by week oh, one. Yeah, Traylon um, so, no, I, I think you're spot on there. It does speak to not necessarily go out and get Josh Gordon, but it just like you said, maybe we have to pause on some of these other guys. And look, I still think um, where Woods is going in drafts, like I'm, I'm still fine taking him. He's going at the, as wide receiver 41, uh, overall 101. That's- like Robert Woods at that ADP, even if Tennessee does want to have a backup for him in case he gets hurt, that value is still amazing. Like I'm gonna to touch that all day long. I'm gonna take him wherever I can at that value.
2: No, he's still a, he's still gonna be the wide receiver one on that on that team. Uh Burks, you know, Burks is good, but he doesn't seem like he's put it together as quickly as they want him yeah. to put it together. Um, you know, ignoring even no, it's been trailing ever
1: since training. You know, the the mini camp and all that has been going on, and and he just hasn't caught up to where you would think that a guy they took that high would be at this point. Right?
2: I'm not. I'm not giant on Josh Gordon yet. I know we know he's got playmaking ability. We know they've got. I'm not saying go out and get him.
1: Just yeah, yeah, just be cautious. No,
2: Robert Woods is a guy that I uh, another player that's going too low. Yes. Uh huh. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think Woods is going Sorry, Kevin. No, I think <laughs> Woods is going too low because again, he's going to be the number one wide receiver on that team. As a yes. wide receiver, two on a team before, we've seen him have great value. Now he's going to be the top. He should be the top target, the top gun. Uh, I think Robert Woods is somebody that everybody is sleeping on a little too much. He's never been a sexy name, but. He's always been a steady producer and has the number one on that team.
1: Again, healthy, I, can get I like him, as him a, third, lot. a lot.
2: Yeah, if I can get him as a third wide receiver, uh, I'll jump on that all that's, day even, long. That, that's, even,
3: that's even bigger than that. Look, I'm not going to lie. If I had Robert Woods and Adam Thielen as my wide receiver two and three, I'm still happy. <laughs> like I'm oh. still happy with that because that one, that means I'm probably stacked at running back. It probably means I have a top end wide receiver as my right. Wide receiver and you've one. got you've got three number one receivers on your team. Exactly. Right. Like I'm, I'm, like I'm, I'm solid with that. If that's the way my and that's and look, that's why depending on where you're drafting and your draft position is in these redrafts, um, wide receiver so deep this year with the way people are drafting them, it, it's it's deeper. I think it than is other it is. than other years. So, yeah. So, so running
1: back, you should be targeting running back at the start of the draft. I mean. Unless it's yeah, Justin and, Jefferson, as I mentioned earlier, because well,
3: no, and like he, he's a first,
1: you know, tier player regardless of position.
3: Yes, and that's where that's exactly the point I was going to make is that you know there's going to be still areas where you need to kind of follow that tier mentality. Where if you're the mid to end of your first round, you know, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, they're sitting there. They're going to be more worthwhile taking there than a, you know a, a Joe Mixon or and Alvin Kamara that late in the first round. Like, I would yeah, rather take them there. So that's, that's where it switches. Get Joe Mixon in the second round. But that's where if I'm taking a Jefferson or a Cooper Cup in the first round as a wide receiver, then, yeah, I'm now looking at trying to get the best value I can at either tight end or running back down the list, or if it's a two-quarterback league or a super flex league. I'm obviously looking at quarterbacks as well. But if I get one of them, I am so comfortable with the depth of the wide receiver position that I know I can wait probably – Three rounds, three to four rounds before I take another wide receiver, and I'm still going to end up still with a solid yep. team. Yep.
2: So, a guy I want to hey, absolutely on. with you on that. <laughs> a guy I want to jump on here that I think is going way too high that I think we're all too excited about is Trey Lance.
3: Thank That's you.
2: <laughs> no sorry, listen. Oh. oh, yeah, if, if Trey oh, Lance, yeah. If Trey Lance can work out as a starting quarterback, great. Because we know he's going to be able to have that rushing floor that we love to see in a a quarterback. In fact, uh, I downgraded Eli Mitchell in my initial uh, draft rankings because I think Trey Lance is going to run the ball all the flipping time.
3: Well, especially Uh, in the red zone and within the 5-10 yard line, he's he's going to be a touchdown vulture.
2: And he doesn't seem to be like crazy comfortable yet as a as a quarterback in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And I think that you know, I think it is telling that when no one else really in the league necessarily wanted Jimmy Garoppolo,
3: even teams that did not Jimmy Garoppolo,
2: (laughs) they would not get rid of him. There are a ton of teams in this league that could use Jimmy Garoppolo on their roster. He is he is by far you know, one of the top 64 quarterbacks, if you want to go too deep across the league.
3: Yes. I oh, would yeah.
2: say he's in the, I, I would say he's, he's definitely in the top 40. He may be in the top 32 to be dead honest.
3: He, Jimmy Garoppolo should be starting over a Daniel Jones, over a Geno Smith or Drew Locke. Doesn't matter who they throw Unless, unless
2: you oh. want to. Yeah. Absolutely. Unless you don't <laughs> want to give up on your guy. And I get why sure. teams, yeah, I get why more teams are, are in sticking it. around with, with, you know, with their 50 year option guys or whatever but yeah he's 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 a starting caliber quarterback in this league they didn't want to get rid of him even though they don't want him quote unquote as their starter uh now they restructure his contract a little bit and that's yeah. that's honestly a good gesture on his part uh and it doesn't mean that he's there all year but i exactly. think that if they were completely sold on Trey Lance if if they were if they had no doubt whatsoever in their minds I think they would have tried to deal, do something with with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think they could have gotten the team. It creates a weird situation.
1: Yeah, something. Yeah.
2: It creates a crazy situation for him right now, where uh, it, you know, now Trey Lance has to look over his shoulder at the guy that is universally, by everybody's account, loved in the locker room,
3: and who's and brought has them to a Super was, Bowl in the he's past. He's that
2: <laughs> team to a Super Bowl. Yep. So I, I don't know why Trey Lance is going as a quarterback 13. I don't know why yeah, he's going ahead of Kirk Cousins. I, I he's don't going ahead of Aaron Rodgers in a lot of, of <laughs>
1: He's going ahead of a bunch of guys. Why yeah. is he going ahead of these yeah. guys? Yeah, Cousins so I'm with you.
3: I've seen I've been in so many mocks where yeah, he's ahead of Aaron Rodgers, Zarekar, Kirk Cousins. Like you just named it, but even more guys than that. Like I that's one of those where I see him go in a draft in like the second round of a super flex or something or, or a third round. I'm like, good. That's right. one more one more spot closer to me having a chance at the guy I want. Take him. Right? I don't care. I have no interest
2: in having Trey Lance on my team unless take I him, take... take him, take him, Desperate. take him, take <laughs> him. I'll take Winston over him. I'll take Jameis yeah. Winston over him because I've seen Jameis Winston do it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
2: I've seen yeah. Jameis yeah. Winston be that there's, guy. There's I not a quarterback
1: that looking over his shoulder more now than Trey Lance is. Right. And I you know, will
2: take Matt And
1: Ryan. the 49ers are a legitimate playoff Probably team, and I don't think they'd wait long if Trey Lance stumbles. And They're going to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. And so, uh, there's going to be some guys that are going to be really disappointed by taking Trey Lance this early on.
2: I'll and be so, honest. Chase, I, I I'm
1: with you know. 100% on him. I want no shares of Trey Lance. Zero. Yeah.
3: I don't, I don't, think don't he want
2: should. shares in him, but I hope they don't. I hope they don't do that. I, God, I hope they stick with him because I, I don't dislike the kid, and I wa- I don't want to see him. No, no, no. Become Especially the new in Dynasty, this is a
1: Dynasty show. He's got, yep. he's got a place on Dynasty teams, but right. redraft. Yeah, we are, I we are officially want out of the Dynasty nothing show. Ever. to do. Yeah.
3: We are, I we just, are I just don't them. want to see that. Okay. They so, up, they ruin
1: so, so stuff, yeah, so, so going back to my original point, I want nothing to do with Trey Lance. Zero. So just
3: just to give you an idea of how I feel about Trey Lance, the, I just pulled up my rankings because I couldn't remember exactly how I had him ranked with the other quarterbacks. But I have him ranked right around the same area as Davis Mills. Uh, and the some of the QBs I have in front of him that I've seen people Please. drafting him in front of, for instance, are uh, I like Trevor Lawrence more. Uh, I, I like Baker Mayfield more. I'm not going to lie. I'm higher on Baker Mayfield, a lot higher than other people are. So I like Baker Mayfield more. Um, I have two are ahead of him. I have – people are taking him over Matthew Stafford. Like, Are you kidding me? How are you taking Trey Lance over Matthew Stafford? Matthew Stafford it was, is proven The only proven thing I can think offense. of that people
1: are questionable about – yeah, the only reason why I think people are questionable about Matthew Stafford is his health. And I, other and than I, that,
3: why would you not take Matthew Stafford? so I get that but with the way Trey Lance plays he's just as much at risk of getting hurt as Matthew Stafford is standing in the pocket he if, is if not if yeah. not more cuz so let's to face me it, that he's balances not, out yeah cuz he's a running quarterback he could be hurt by the 3rd week and he's an aggressive running quarterback. I hope too, that doesn't means happen. going he's going he's gonna to take some shots. Because there's yeah. going to be a couple and times where he doesn't protect himself.
2: Right? Let, I'm, let's, we're hoping for... We're hoping hopefully
1: he can be like Russell Wilson. Because nobody could get out of bounds or down like Russell Wilson yeah. has ever yeah. done. More like
2: Russell Wilson. So if he can be like, like
1: that, then... Griffin.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, look. That's going to bring us to our yes. next break here. We're yes. going to hear from uh, from the guys over at True Classic T real fast. Uh, so definitely check them out. Their t-shirts are amazingly comfortable and soft uh, and they stand up well as well so we will be right back after this quick break from true classic
4: support for today's episode comes from true classic this brand new sponsor has the absolute best fitting t-shirts a man can buy finding the right t-shirt with a little bit of a dad bod is incredibly frustrating most t-shirts are either too tight on your gut or look way too big and boxy you're not in high school anymore and it's time to upgrade True Classic has already helped over 2 million men finally get a better fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 20% off with promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at TrueClassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six packs, but most of us are packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes. True classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. True Classic doesn't just stop at tees, they are your one stop shop for men's essentials. Super easy and simple to fill out your wardrobe. From polos and workout shirts with the same flattering fit to boxer briefs designed with a pouch to keep your bulge nice and comfortable. All their gear is top notch quality at reasonable prices. It's about time you learned how to dress yourself properly. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at TrueClassic.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100 and 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. Stay classy with True Classic. Your dad bod will thank you.
3: And welcome back, Luke. Man, what is going on with Kevin's mute today? It's doing the opposite <laughs> of what it should be. I don't know what's going on. I swear, I'm not trying to shut you up, Kevin. Oh, wait. And there it is. So even, okay, behind the curtain, behind the fourth wall is down, whatever. I don't care. It's an open yeah. show for me. Um, Anyways, <laughs> let's get back into it. we got about 15 minutes left here to bring you guys some last-minute draft advice yeah, for those drafts today, tomorrow. Yeah, one.
1: there's one player I wanted to bring up, and that yeah, is with it. Damian Pierce.
3: Yes. Okay. Damien Pierce of the Houston very, Texans, and the reason target.
1: why you don't do a draft in June, okay, or July yes. even, or August.
3: Yeah, people were saying Marlon, Marlon Mack was Everybody be the was starter. drafting
1: him <laughs> as the number one. That's right. Everybody was talking, and people were taking him, you know, later, but they were yeah. still taking him, thinking he was going to be the RB one of, of of the Texans. Yeah. Well, he's RB zero, <laughs> right? So. He's got zero value right now, and Damian Pierce I've seen is flying up the draft boards, and so as he
3: should be, as he should be.
1: I'm not saying look, he's going to have a great season, but if you happen to take Damian Pierce way back in the day, yep, way late, then
3: You're
1: you've got the value on your hands right now.
3: And Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna check Damian Damian Pierce right now is going as the running back. Yeah, absolutely, you are. Which, which, which honestly, running back twenty-seven feels actually about right. Right now, for him as, as an ADP, like I, I kind of like that spot for him. He's right around AJ Dillon, Devin Singletary, Miles Sanders. Uh, Antonio Gibson is still ahead of him, which I think is outrageous. Uh, but uh, right around like uh, a mid to back end RB two. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that's um, I'm doing my math wrong. Uh, RB three. Like I feel, I feel like that's kind of where with the given the unknown of what that offense is going to look like with him being the lead back. I feel like that's a, a nice, safe, comfortable spot that I'd be willing to take him at.
2: He has looked really good in, in preseason. Right. I agree with and, that. We don't want he looks physical. To go along kind of a corollary with not overreacting to the news mm-hmm. that we see of people signing in other places, you don't ever want to overreact to what guys look like in preseason. There's been a ton of preseason all-stars that never make rosters or, or never pan out. Correct. But he has looked really good, really explosive, and he's now going to be, we know, the number one option on that team. Uh, remember, too – that the running back position is one of those positions is maybe the the only position where we've consistently seen rookies be able to step in and yes. have a right away starter impact uh, without having, without having a, as much difficulty as say quarterbacks do, obviously trying to learn everything there is to be a quarterback, but we also see that in wide receivers. The Chases, the Jamar Chases and Justin Jeffersons of the world are the exception to the rule. But seeing rookie running backs come in and take over right away has been a pretty regular thing. That happens just about every year. Somebody has a young running back step up. Um, I love Damian Pierce right now. If you can get him as a running back three on your team, according to that ADP, but it's been shooting up. But if you can get him as your third it he's been. going to return good value for you. You may be able, yeah, you may be set there uh, without having to do a whole hell of a lot of work for it. Uh, mm-hmm. I tell you what, I I like him better than a lot of guys that, like you said, he's that are going in front of him, um, and especially, yeah, if we if we want to talk a dynasty format, he's golden because in rookie drafts oh, yeah. this season, you could get him in third round sometimes, uh, depending on the size of your league. Yeah. Uh, I, I really, I'm really. Yeah. you him. could I, get
1: him a like RB, RB fifty six or something. So if you did that, then you're you are set.
3: So I am quickly just looking up his dynasty ranking right now because now that you said it, so I am curious. Um, the disrespect on him at dynasty ranking right now. He's running back thirty three in dynasty. Damn. Behind behind, Ramondre Stevenson, That's cool, Miles that. Sanders. He's, I'd like behind, somebody to he's behind. That. Clyde. He's behind Clyde Edwards Hilaire Dynasty.
2: Aww. Okay, we're, that's where that's <laughs> where we're going next. Because I was. I- I've been, I don't know if you caught me sneezing. I just about knocked myself on the farther. I, <laughs> I
3: didn't see earlier. that. At all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My yeah. allergies are killing
2: me right now. I think that's kind of like a plane
1: crash right there. I think
2: it's because <laughs> I was scrolling through the ADPs and I came up on Clyde Edwards Laird. And he's a guy I am completely and utterly allergic to right now in fans. Yes, I'm
1: done. I don't, I don't know why him.
2: anyone. Yeah. He has not that's
1: right. that's shown just, us. It's like that guy that got stung by 2,000 bees or whatever it is that happened, <laughs> you know, last, you know, this past week or whatever. Yeah, me 2,000 times before I'm, I'm dealing with it. He's had
2: hype his whole career yeah. so far, and he's he's only been in the league a few years, but he's always been hyped, oh, hey, look what he's going to do, and he's on this great offense. And he, just, he just has never shown us anything that he's going to be able to be that guy. I, I mean, if you look, even looking at what he did last year, uh, he scored 11. He missed a bunch of games. He was only, he was only healthy for 10 games, part of 10 games, but – he scored 11.8 points per game last year. You know who else scored 11.8 points per game last year? Duke Johnson when he played. And is yeah. anybody signing Duke Johnson? <laughs> Help the team that signed nobody. Him Duke Johnson because they let his ass go. I don't know why. I don't anybody think
1: anybody said- would know where to call to get Duke Johnson if they wanted him.
2: I I I will I rejoice every time I see someone take Clyde Edwards Alaire. I don't care if they take him in the third round, I don't care if they take him in the thirteenth round. As long as you took him, you just let somebody else fall farther to me and I I appreciate that because I would rather take my fifth or sixth receiver. I salute you taking option on my team.
1: Yay for you. And
2: and to kind of
1: piggyback Damian. just, you know, I'll, I'll take a drink to anyone that's taken Clyde. All right, here it comes.
2: To piggyback off the Damian Pierce talk, then, they have a rookie themselves in Isaiah Pacheco who has looked really good and who is getting some hype. In I like him better in Dynasty formats than I do this year necessarily redraft, but uh, I'm not shying away from him. And they yeah. brought in Ronald Jones as well, and Ronald Jones is only 23 years old. He's not an old man either. Uh, you know, that backfield right now is kind of a mess. But I know that for sure. For I am not touching Ceh in that backfield with with a ten foot pull. I don't care what my draft position is.
3: Yeah, I have no interest in Ceh as well. That's fine with me. Um, And yeah, look, the fact Antonio Gibson is also still above Damian Pierce in redraft and in dynasty. Look, I know Brian Robinson. The situation with that, I get it. I still don't think Antonio is, Gibson's yeah. situation changes. They made it clear when they moved him to special team plays. Maybe they, a little bump, but no. no like, but still, I think, if anything, J.D. McKissick is going to be a big part of that offense now. And I I like know.
1: J.D. McKissick. I've been beating the drum on him all summer
3: long. I want shares of J.D. McKissick.
2: Yeah, you know what? Between I'm not going out ones- of my
3: way to get it, but he he could be a great value if I need depth. Between the two,
1: no, I'm not going out of my way either. But it seems like he falls to me in just about every draft I'm in. So,
2: listen, I I, I hate the Brian Robinson situation. I did draft him in in a couple of leagues. Uh, it's terrible. The but... And yeah. but the 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 reality of it right now, yeah, I don't think we're being cold saying this. The reality of it right now is that he's not healthy and he's not going to be playing for a while. And Antonio Gibson, for all of for everything that everyone wants to say about him and how maligned he's been. And, and, and everybody you know wants to be out on him. And yes, he has fumble problems and everything else. Antonio Gibson was still running back 10 last year. Overall, JD McKissick was like running back 48, 49 last year. Uh, I just, between the two, I'm not going to shy away from taking Gibson right now. I'm not taking him as a top 10 running back. I'm not even necessarily taking him as a top 20 running back, but because people are shied away from him, because people are scared of him right now. And because everyone thinks that Brian Robinson will be the starter when he comes back, which I hope he is. And I hope he, and I think he should be, Mm -hmm. he should be, but you, you, if you can get Gibson at that kind of discount and you're taking him not as your number one or your number two, or not even, to count on as a flex, there's still value to be had there. The guy fumbled like six times last year and still was running back 10. He he only ran for just over a thousand yards and he was running back 10. The guy still has that same kind of ability. It's not like he he forgot how to play football all of a sudden. Uh, And I just, I don't, I'm not afraid of Antonio Gibson. I'm not taking him as that top 10 option that he, that he, Was last year from a scoring standpoint, Mm -hmm. but I'm yeah. I don't think that people need to be quite as as terrified of him and shocked at him as as you know as as I don't know.
1: I I don't know, Chase. It seems like it's going the other way where people are getting on board the Gibson train because his values uh, dropping, and 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 they're seeing seeing him now as worthy of the value. His, his yeah, value so took you know, he's moving up to the draft boards to me. So his value is getting lost to me in, in, at his current ADP.
2: Well, yeah, and that's where you have to read. If your he was boards. back you there, like you're saying,
1: Chase, I could see it. But
2: you have to read your board, and you have to follow what the guys in your in your league, guys mm-hmm. and girls in your leagues are doing. You got to let the draft come to you as as it plays out. But what I'm saying is, is yeah, his value took a giant hit when it was announced or when the news started to kind of rumble around that Brian Robinson was going to be the starter and everybody was Antonio Gibson returned to kick. But the thing about it is, is that, yeah, his value took a necessary hit, but if his value is rising right now, it should be. His situation is better right now in terms from, from a pure roster standpoint, and, you know, like I said, I don't think we're being cold about Brian Robinson by just mentioning this. The reality of Antonio Gibson's situation is he is more valuable right now than he was, say, a week ago. And so he should be coming up a little bit. But I still think that people are, you know, discounting what he can and what he may do. There's no guarantee that Brian Robinson plays this year. And if he does, there's no guarantee that he's great. He's going to have a lot of time off right now and a lot of physical recovery to happen. Um, with Antonio Gibson, Yeah. Read the board. Like I said, don't take him as one of your top two running backs, but if he falls to you at the right spot, he could return great value for people. And I think that everybody wants to discount him all of a sudden because he returned a kickoff in a, in a preseason game. And he was going to be behind a rookie who is now no longer in the picture in the short term. So I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not targeting Antonio Gibson, but what I'm saying is, it's like, yeah, if you if he falls to you at the right position, that could be massive value. He's still a he still has the same value that returned running back 10 value last year. So.
3: well, I think that brings us to a good point here to wrap up the show because we're just about finished up here. And what I want to do is I want to have us all kind of give one quick last-minute advice of um just advice in general on how you should be approaching these drafts day. Because I, I think we've all talked about it in on other shows, uh but we'll talk about it on this show. I know for me um, I know a very popular one is to to not follow the trends. Don't just start taking defenses or quarterbacks because the run on quarterbacks is going. Yeah, follow your tears. It, it's you be confident in That's the right. work you've done or the work that you've paid someone else to do. Whatever you've done to be ready for your draft, don't just Hopefully abandon you didn't it because pay bunch- anybody because you could have turned to us for free. All right. Yes, exactly, exactly. But whatever you did to prepare, <laughs> stick with it. Don't abandon everything you did just because two or three guys decided it was time to to take quarterbacks in the third round of a single QB league. You know what I mean? Like, Instead, when, when there's a run on something, look at where you can find the value instead. Okay, these guys are going when they should be, in my opinion, taking wide receivers. I'm going to take a wide receiver because I see great value there. That's the way I would be approaching it. What do you do? You guys have anything else you'd like to either add to that point or a different point?
1: Well, one point I'd just like to say is every draft, I, the experts always say, don't take a quarterback early, which I'm totally agreement with. But you know, in your draft, it's going to happen. People are going to start taking quarterbacks early, let them do that. Mm-hmm. And just get your guy later on in the draft. That's going to have pretty good, you know, similar value, and 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 take your players that you like. Let them take whomever in the third round, and uh, and just core back a little bit. When I was mentioning about, e- it's always funny to me when I'm going through ESPN, and there's something that you're interested in, but it's ESPN Plus, and you have to pay <laughs> to to get that. Yeah. I'm not paying. When I can turn to guys, you know, like you two and other people that are on our network and get the advice that we need to have to make these decisions. Don't pay to get football advice. Just just don't do it.
3: Hope that doesn't come back to bite us one day, Kevin. All right. Here's, here's my here's here's my hey. two
1: tips. It's not because we know tips. what we're talking about. Yeah, yes, we, we do. We wouldn't be here if we didn't. Yes, we do know uh, what we're talking about. We know about. what we're talking about. Here's and I, don't, and I don't mind saying that out loud. Yes, no, I, one agree. Thing I
2: agree. That I want everybody to remember uh if you've got any kind of standard scoring settings in your league, first off, always check the scoring settings in your league before you draft yep. so that you understand the value, the relative value of players. If uh if passing touchdowns are six as opposed to four, like they are in most leagues. Quarterbacks take a little bit more, they get a little bit more value Um, and and so on and so forth. PPR changes things, uh, tight end premiums or whatever. But if you have any kind of standard scoring settings in your league and you have standard roster options that we see across the, the board, do not be that guy or girl who takes a flipping defense in the 10th round or a kicker before the last two rounds. Do not do it. I know you think you're smart. I got the defense that's ranked number one on my sheet. That's great. And that defense is probably going to end up defense eight, nine, or 14 by the end of the season. You didn't gain yourself. Yep, Washington anything by doing Commanders
1: that. last year is a prime example. Of All
2: that. you did yep. by taking that defense in the 10th round was do me the favor of having one more guy to choose from later on down the line when it's my next turn. You you took, you took left somebody on the board that shouldn't have been there when I get up to my pick. Yes. Take your defense, take your kicker in the last two rounds. If you don't have to draft your kicker or defense in your league, if your league rules don't say that you have to come out of the draft or the full roster, then take another flyer on a late running back or a late receiver or a second tight end or whatever, and then stream your defense and your kicker before week one, pick them up. There's plenty of options that are available. Those two or, or make a two for
3: one, one. one trade. Yes. You can always pull kicker that off. And before defense
2: week one. are too volatile. They're too unpredictable. Yeah, that... and They are too unimportant in the grand scheme of things for you to jump five, six, eight rounds Agreed. and grab one. Don't be that guy. Cause you don't look smart. You actually come off as the opposite. Good luck, draft smart, draft strong.
1: <laughs> enjoy everybody. Right. It's draft don't be week the is... person that takes two defenses. Don't do <laughs> yes. that either.
3: Well, once again, enjoy everyone. It's draft week. Week one is upon us. This coming Thursday night, we have NFL football back. Regular season. It's an exciting time. So do your research. Join us. Get all of your uh, resources, your rankings, uh, your articles over at BellyUp Sports, over at BellyUpFantasySports.com. We got you covered front to back for the football season. We are ready to go and we are ready to go for you. Uh, if you want to find me at Real Mister Mound, you can find me on Twitter there. You can also find my golf show at Divots and Pivots. Uh, we spent the last two days out at the Live Tour Boston event. Uh, So I I released my round one article. I'm going to be releasing a round two recap article as well. It's probably going to hit tomorrow morning by the time I get it uh, submitted for review. So check that out. Later this week, I'll also be doing another kind of PGA versus live because I know I was turned. I'm on board for what live means for the sport of golf. So make sure to tune in if you want to find out why. Tune in. It was an experience and I'm here for it. Kevin, quickly, where can we find you? What do you got going on?
1: Well, you can always find me at Kevin62WILSA on uh, Twitter. You can always find uh, articles for me on uh, Belly Up Fantasy site. And, of course, today is the final day of fantasy baseball regular season, which means the playoffs begin tomorrow. We have a show that will be talking a lot about fantasy baseball tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. We are going to be doing so you can prepare for for the
3: playoffs, so you definitely want to check us out over there. Fantastic. And Chase, as always, give us what you got. I know you got the team reviews coming out.
2: Yep. Uh, I may have one more team review coming out. I've mean, been working on a Texans review here. Yeah, Chase uh, is just released. It. Just released a uh, Dynasty Rebuild uh, article with some wide receiver targets. If you find yep. yourself in a Dynasty Rebuild that I think uh, are good targets for you. That you That's may right. Be able to Get over there and check that run. out.
1: Chase, you brought it on that article. Uh,
2: I'll have more of that coming up this week in terms of some quarterback targets for dynasty rebuilds and that, and maybe some tight end targets. Um, And again, I will be updating my rankings. I'll have my first rankings out for, uh, for week one will come out this week. And then Wednesday night, we will have the belly up fantasy live preview show right here on, you know, where, where you find belly up fantasy live. Uh, We'll have that at seven o'clock central. So it'll be eight Eastern. Uh, PM. So check it out. Find us here. We'll preview the week. We'll talk about Thursday night football. We'll talk about the games on Sunday. And uh, get you fired up for week one of the football season. So
3: Fantastic, guys. And thank you for joining us as always. We will catch you next week for our first week one Sunday preview show. Make sure you catch us here at 11 a.m. Right. as always on Belly Up Sports. Have a great week and enjoy the drafts.
0: That's right.